there was NBC confidently saying, well, and he went on the Truman Balcony, and I'm saying, no, you idiots, he did not go on the Truman Balcony. This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord welcoming you to the Word of the Lord. And today, well, as the late comedian Joan Rivers used to say, can we talk? Today, I want to talk about CNN and ask, whatever happened to CNN? I left CNN in 2017, a uh, cancel culture target. But I still have fond memories of my time there, and and I still have affection for all of my colleagues who were there. That said, the transformation of CNN in the last few Trump years is nothing short of astonishing. From a just-the-facts network seasoned with opinion shows, the network is now all opinion all of the time. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. They get to run the network however they choose to do it they being the new owners, AT&T. But in the current virus uh, environment, the headlines coming out of CNN are increasingly spotlighting a network that is just bordering on a wild, frantic hysteria. So let's spend a little time. Let's go through some of these uh, headlines here and talk a little bit about this. Here's one. CNN analyst calls Donald Trump, quote, a biological terrorist, unquote. CNN compares Trump release from hospital to dear leader autocrats. CNN's New Day revels in, quote, karmic twist, unquote, of Trump's COVID diagnosis. CNN's Berman, this is John Berman, the morning host of New Day. Don't even put it on the screen. That's going to kill people. That was said when uh, Donald Trump removed his mask, famously, when he was back home at the White House. Chris Cuomo, they're talking about here. Cuomo, thanks God he doesn't need to, quote, feign unfeign to care for Trump's life. Over at the liberal media scream uh, done at the Washington Examiner, Carl Bernstein charges Trump with homicidal negligence. And then CNN melted down over the maskless Trump, saying that the White House is Chernobyl. Chernobyl, for those who came in late, was the uh, Russian city with a nuclear reactor uh, burned down and burned all of Chernobyl with it. Um, and in the last handful of hours before I came on here, CNN's Chris Cuomo tweeted this of President Trump, saying Americans should not let the virus frighten them. And Chris uh, tweets out, quote, don't be afraid of COVID. 10,000 have died in the last 13 days. Don't be afraid of COVID. It just took down the most powerful and protected person in the world. His continued recklessness makes it impossible to be sympathetic, unquote. In other words, Chris Cuomo is saying, panic, panic, hit the panic button. Now, I mean, I just have to say, I find this utterly astonishing. And then they have, this one just really blew my mind. They had a Chiron. Trump again refuses to condemn white supremacists. Well, over at Newsbusters, where I also uh, pound out a column, Nicholas Fondacaro did his homework and headlined the truth. 
And he listed 19 times, 19 times that Donald Trump has denounced white supremacy. And then all of this craziness doesn't even touch the, the, the mask hypocrisy. There are two White House correspondents, Jim Acosta and Caitlin Collins, go, have gone after the president or White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany for not wearing masks. And they do this while not wearing masks themselves. Nor, for that matter, are there anchors who are proclaiming their loyalty to masks doing their shows wearing masks. Which is to say, the network is brazenly proclaiming the elitist mindset of rules for thee, but not for thee. What in the world is going on here? This is not opinion journalism. This is certainly not journalism. This is just a a wild, out-of-the-box hysteria in the middle of a pandemic. And people are, not many at this point, but some people are still watching CNN. And clearly the network is about creating hysteria, creating panic, and scaring people to death. What kind of what kind of thinking is that? I mean, this is just this is just crazy. And when I look at some of these things, I mean, here is Chris Cuomo, whom I like and and spent my share of time with on air and a little off air, saying he doesn't need to feign to care for Trump's life. Now remember that Chris uh, had a bout with the virus himself, and he famously quarantined himself in his basement and then was outside breaking the quarantine and got into some, you know, scuffle with the verbal scuffle with some guy who recognized him. And the guy knew because of all the attention that Chris had the virus. And he said, why are you breaking quarantine? Why are you breaking quarantine? And then when he did finally uh, get to the end of his quarantine time, they had a very much uh, played on TV uh, emergence from his basement. And just the other day, Chris was uh, photographed out on a dock at a place that I've been many times in Greenport, uh, New York, Long Island, called Claudio's. And there's a picture of Chris not only not wearing a mask, but enjoying a cigar as he stands out there in the open air. I, I don't I don't think that people understand how how badly this plays with the general public. Um, both uh, Caitlin Collins uh, and Jim Acosta, and in the terms of, I, I know Jim, I don't know Caitlin, but after, on one occasion in the White House briefing room, going after the president for not wearing a mask, the cameras, when she thinks apparently that the camera is off, there she is taking her mask off in the White House briefing room. And there is Jim Acosta, uh, you know, badgering uh, Kaylee McEnany about why no mask, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, he's not wearing a mask. I, I just the combination of hysteria and his hypocrisy here is just not good. Um, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, here is John Berman saying, uh, don't even put it on the screen, it meaning the image of the president removing his mask. That's going to kill people, he says. Well, let me assure you that just yesterday, Joe Biden was right here in Pennsylvania, in Gettysburg. And he gives a speech. And as he as he steps up to the podium to give his speech, he has his mask on. And then, yes, indeed, he takes the mask off, just like Donald Trump did. 
except the difference is Donald Trump was standing there on the balcony off of the Blue Room. It was not, by the way, for those like NBC who identified it wrongly as the Truman balcony. This is the balcony right off the Blue Room in the, in the central floor of the White House. And uh, once he steps to the podium, old Uncle Joe takes off his mask to give his speech. And it was interesting because uh, to get back to Jim Acosta, he went to a Trump rally a while back and he interviewed people about why they weren't wearing a mask. And he says to this one guy, uh, and, and in this occasion, Jim was wearing a mask. And he says to, he questions some guy as to why he's not wearing a mask. And the guy says, it's my choice, etc. And then the guy also says, it makes it hard to hear people. And Jim says, well, can't you hear me now? And he says, well, yes, I can. So in other words, Jim is saying, it's okay to wear a mask and talk because people can hear you clearly. Well, not apparently if you're Joe Biden. Uh, not if you're CNN anchors. Um, Jake Tapper, whom I also like very much, but there he was uh, tweeting out a picture of himself in the coffee room section of the, I assume, the Washington Bureau. And he's got a mask on and he says it's because that's what adults do. And yet when Jake and every other anchor goes on the air with other people in the room, presumably no mask. This is the kind of thing that just drives people crazy. And for that matter, politically speaking, it just gives fodder to the president. Uh, you know, I mean, you can just see him revving up the fake news accounts and all of this kind of thing. So I just want to I want to close with a, a interesting observation that a friend of mine gave to me about the vice presidential debate. You know, there's been much made over the plexiglass that is going to be dividing uh, the Pence side of the stage from the uh, Kamala Harris side of the stage. And my friend said to me, you know, that plexiglass is symbolic of the Democratic Party, because what do they do? They divide white from black. They divide Christian from Jew from Muslim. They divide working class folks from wealthy folks. They divide women from men. They're all about division. And that plexiglass is very, very symbolic of what that party stands for. And I thought, you know, that's a very wise observation. And I think we're going to hear more about the divisions that the Democratic Party makes all of the time as we listen to what's going to happen to the rest of these debates. And notice uh, our friend uh, Rush Limbaugh has been saying for quite some time that he didn't think Joe Biden would debate, that he'd pull out of the debates. And lo and behold, after the after we're now done with one debate, what do we hear from Joe Biden? Well, if the president has the virus, we can't be having a debate. And I'm thinking, well, Rush was right, wasn't he? And uh, my first thought was, well, gee, Joe, uh, the president can do this virtually. He can do it on a separate soundstage. Uh, you can have your plexiglass if you want. There's all kinds of ways to do this debate without canceling the debate because the president has had the virus. So I just think it'll be very interesting to see what's happened. But to stick uh, and close with CNN, uh, I just think what they're doing is terrible. 
And they do it apparently out of the Trump derangement syndrome, which is now combined with the virus hysteria. And it is hysteria. And it's not good for America. And I don't think it's good for CNN. But at the moment, this is CNN. This morning, the fact is, denial won't help you. Makeup won't help you. And based on what we've just heard and seen, the president won't help you. Now, masks will help you. But the president made a grand theatrical gesture of whipping his off at his Sunset Boulevard return to the White House. A reckless return to the White House for President Trump. While likely contagious, Trump still removing his mask on the White House balcony to pose for photos in his highly produced homecoming before going inside. President, in that Sunset Boulevard gesture, whipped his mask off in front of the American people on the nightly news last night. So, as a doctor whose job it is, you know, take it off, please, don't even put it on the screen. Please take it off, because that's going to kill people. President Trump wrote on Twitter, don't be afraid of COVID, don't let it dominate your life. Almost 210,000 Americans are dead. Speaking of outrageous, uh, this outrageous tweet. Now we see this tweet, which is heartless, it is uh, cruel. Jake, this is, this is so disrespectful. I'm not even sure I can, I can speak about this. It's incredibly, uh, incredibly disrespectful. What does that mean, don't be afraid of it? I mean, first of all, it's, it's a contagious disease that kills people. There's nowhere to even begin. It's gross. That he's saying this is so disrespectful. The president says it's no big deal. Uh, I mean, it's outrageous. It is insulting uh, to the people who have lost loved ones. It is insulting to every American who wears a mask. I mean, it's disgraceful, Wolf. It's absurd. Don't tell your supporters, don't be afraid of COVID. Everyone should be afraid of COVID. It's okay to be afraid of COVID. And it's okay that, that it's dominating your life because it has dominated your life. You've got a president who was a drunk driver who is pushing others to drive drunk. That's what he is. Do I want to see a drunk driver get hurt? Hell no. But I worry more about the people he hits. And I love seeing him do that victory lap in that limo. Thank God. You know why? I knew that meant he has to be okay. Not the people who were in there with him, PPE up to their nose. Now they got a quarantine. He doesn't give a damn. And now I don't have to feign any extra measure of compassion. Okay. Thank you very much. This is Jeff Lord talking to you from... Lordsville, and I hope you will check in on uh, my website, The Jeffrey Lord, and we will uh, meet again for another bit of words from the Lord. Thank you, and goodbye.